I was sick for whole eight days. I missed reporting on some of the hottest topics of the century. And of course, the hottest topic is that of the Roe versus Wade reversal in the Supreme Court. Now, look, there are many places to go with this story, and I'm going to cover some of the highlights on my feelings on abortion and my feelings on the crazy people who think abortion is a good idea. Let's just start here, though. When I was younger, about nine years old, the case of Roe versus Wade was heard by the Supreme Court. The idea of the case was simply this. A woman, whose real name, by the way, was Norma Corvey, wanted an abortion. She lived in a state where abortions were illegal, except where it would be a life-saving procedure for the mother to abort the child. So she hired a good lawyer to defend her right for an abortion, and when she filed the case against Henry Wade, who was, and she filed the case against Henry Wade, who was the district attorney of Dallas County at the time. Now Jane Roe, which by the way, was the fictional name, instead of Jane Doe, they used Jane Roe. I guess they wanted to do it for, to make sure that in history, you know, they think it was just Jane Doe. But Jane Roe was a fictional name used to hide the name of Norma McCorvey, and in such a case, the and now the name of the case, as you know it, was Roe versus Wade. Her lawyer, and by the way, I love lawyers who think outside the box, no matter how, or how, no matter what the case is that they're working on, I really like lawyers who work outside the box, but he made a case for the 14th Amendment specifically stated, nor shall any state deprive any person of life, liberty, or property without due process of law. So basically, he used this by saying if she spoke with her doctor and she wanted to have an abortion, it was a private conversation and no one should know about it or the outcome. Sort of sounds like what HIPAA was to me, and it sort of sounds like the reason we should not be asked for a vaccine card either. But back to the story. So basically, the case wrote on the idea that if a woman goes to a doctor and says this is a life-saving procedure and the doctor agreed, an abortion would be legal and the doctor would not have to worry about criminal prosecution. So basically, the concept of the decision was really about being a doctor and being able to lie and not have consequences for the doctor or the patient. So now it was cleared by the Supreme Court, and 50 years of open-end abortions were basically legalized. By the way, for those who don't know, Norma, Jean, I'm sorry, Norma McCorvey gave birth to the perfectly healthy baby girl and gave it up for adoption. McCorvey also became a pro-life advocate as time went by. So now you know the story. Basically, it's about a lawyer with a smart defense who tried to make a name for himself by taking this to the Supreme Court and winning based on a shoestring of a leap by using the 14th Amendment. By the way, there were no mentions of the lawyer's name anywhere that I could quickly find, so it didn't work anyway. All right, what it did do, however, was murder approximately 600,000 babies per year, or about 30 million humans in 50 years of rampant abortion law abuse. 30 million. Wow, and they said 6 million Jews by, killed by Hitler was a Holocaust. 30 million. Remember when I started this story about me being nine years old when Roe versus Wade was heard? Well, I didn't understand it then, but I remembered my teachers talking about the fact that what was inside a woman who was pregnant was simply a lump of cells. I didn't know it at the time, but I was clearly being indoctrinated. I can only imagine what's being taught in the classroom this week. Ugh. The teachers spewing their political views on how the women have lost their rights. Damn, we need to sue the teachers. But first, let's take a real look at pregnancy. Look, we all know the mechanics of pregnancy. You know, a little friction and then a squirt. After that, the sperm meets the egg and the magic begins. Scientists, as you know, you know, these people who still think mask works, have broken pregnancy into three trimesters. 
Look, the first trimester is the one that's mostly in question here. Most abortion, abortion laws allow mothers. Oh, can I still say mothers, or is it now the birthing person? I guess I'm going to stay old school. Most abor abortion laws allowed mothers to have an abortion up until the end of the first trimester. But let's talk about the first trimester. So after the squirt comes conception. The egg and sperm have become what's called a zygote. It is now 16 cells. It splits and becomes 16 cells. Now, you know, th this basically could be the reference of lump of cells that people refer to. Next, by the way, that's, that's, uh, that's within a, a day. Next, after seven days, the zygote finds a comfy spot in the uterus and burrows itself into the, into, the, in, you know, into the uterus to grow. At this point, the developing baby is tinier than a grain of salt. The rapidly dividing cells are in the process of forming the various body systems, including the digestive system. Four weeks after conception, the baby is now known as an embryo. It is around three millimeters in length and three weeks, and in three weeks from then, the heart is already beating. Now it has been a total of five to six weeks from contraception. Even the evilest liberal must understand that this is now a real human being inside another human being. It has a heartbeat. But let's continue. The next week, the eyes, the mouth, the tongue are forming. The tiny muscles allow the embryo to start moving around the womb, and mommy might even notice the movement. The next week, the embryo is now known as a fetus, and it is about 2.5 centimeters in length. All of the bodily organs are formed. The hands, the feet, which previously looked like numbs or paddles, are now evolving fingers and toes. The brain is active and has brain waves. This is four weeks before the end of the first trimester. Brain waves. Did you ever hear of somebody pulling a plug on an adult who had no more brain waves because the doctors said they're technically dead? Well, this embryo is scientifically alive in every way. If the plug was pulled on a human with brain waves and a beating heart, it would be considered murder. The next week, the fingers and toes are recognizable, and the classic shape of the baby is formed. So if anyone says it isn't murder, make sure you explain to them that it is definitely murder. In the next two weeks, it starts sucking a thumb and technically can cry because it has vocal cords. This is the end of the first trimester. Of course, at the end of the nine-month journey, we all know what joy the baby brings when it sees the light of the day for the first time, and if you haven't experienced this yet, you'll never forget it when you do. Now let's fast forward to last week's ruling and the law involved in the ruling and why Roe v. Wade should have never stood the legal test of the United States Constitution. There is something called unenumerated rights in the Constitution, specifically in the Ninth Amendment. This was written to be sure that the rights that were not thought out and not written in the Bill of Rights would not be construed as rights taken away. Basically, it stated that just because we didn't mention it, you still have the right to do something. It reads like this, the enumeration in the Constitution of certain rights shall not be construed to deny or disparage others retained by the people. So what does that mean exactly? It means that the federal government doesn't own the rights that are not listed in the Constitution. Instead, they belong to the people. Now, this also gets confusing. So does it mean that, that, that uh, people have the right to do anything someone wants to do? Technically, it is their right. So if you wanted to rob a store, and, and uh, it isn't mentioned in the Bill of Rights that robbing a store is illegal, then I have the right to rob the store. Well, yes, it does mean that, but let's talk about that's where laws come from. Laws that are set by each state for punishment of those crimes. In fact, the 12th article of the Bill of Rights says, 
that the powers not de delegated to the United States by the Constitution, nor prohibited by the states, are reserved to the states respectively or to the people. This basically means that enumerated rights, all the rights not mentioned in the Constitution, are governed by the states and the governors of those states. This ruling is the ruling that overturned Roe versus Wade, and it might be political to me, but the Constitution and the Bill of Rights were actually saved by the overturning of Roe versus Wade. They were completely unconstitutional, Roe versus Wade, and it made absolutely no sense. The Constitution, which had been losing its power for many years, is finally back and being observed. The Constitution that also saved was also saved this past week when the football coach, Joseph Kennedy, who until 2015 served as a part-time assistant football coach in the city of Bremerton before he was fired for praying on the football field before and after games. This guy was fired because he was praying. I mean, cut me a break, right? The Supreme Court ruled in his favor. Also, the Supreme Court struck down a New York handgun licensing law that required New Yorkers who want to carry a handgun. And, you know, they, basically they said that before, and if they wanted to carry a handgun, they had to show a special need to defend themselves. First of all, they already have a special need to defend themselves. They live in New York. But that's beside the point. The First Amendment and the Second Amendment live on again. All right, on another note, now be careful, the overturning of Roe versus Wade may also be legal precedent, precedent to overturn, and by the way, it should overturn, the right to gay marriage for the United States. All right, now be careful, because I want you to understand what I just said, and I want to understand how I, what I believe. Although I'm okay with gay marriage, after all, shouldn't everyone have the right to suffer through marriage, gay or not? Oh, sorry, honey, I kind of thought that was a funny joke. But it's not a constitutional amendment, and each state should have the enumerated right to decide. I kind of hope that they all decide to continue with it, but it should not be a constitutional amendment that allows gay rights. It should be simply state to state. All right, I want to thank you, Donald Trump, for bringing in real Americans who understood the Constitution as it was written, not as it was bypassed by liberals with an agenda.